Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing very good, Pam. How are you? I'm great. Have you ever heard that saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade? Boy, have I. (laughs) And I think today our um, listeners are in for a treat because this is a perfect way um, for them to know how um, to make lemonade out of lemons. So I'm really excited about today's guest. How about you? I I am too. You know, uh, for our listeners uh, out there, when we started talking about doing a podcast and decided how we were going to go about this, Pam, I told you from the outset, we had to do today's episode. Uh, If you remember, it was one of those ones that um, I love this story. Um, This, this uh, family is awesome. And uh, I'm really excited for our listeners to hear about this. Um, And as you said, making lemonade from lemons, I tell you, they're going to learn a lot today. So without further ado, uh, I would like to welcome Terry Wiley to the podcast today. Terry, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. Doing good. I, I, you know, and I mean that with all my heart, Terry. I'm so super excited to have you on today. Uh, I think our listeners are in store for a, a great story. Um, thank you for joining us. And uh, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Terry Wiley. I've lived in the Texas Panhandle uh, 59, 60 years, actually pretty close. Um, grew up in Lubbock, but came to Amarillo in the early eighties and has been, have been here ever since. I have a family, uh, three kids, two daughters and a son, five grandkids, beautiful wife, Scarlett and daughter, Natalie, Cassie, son, Coulter. I won't name all the son-in-laws and all the grandkids. <laughs> Might not have that, enough time. That's a lot. Yeah, we're on a limited time. <laughs> At least that's what Pam tells me all the time. You, you got to cut it short. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I, you've got a wonderful family. Um, many of them I've met over the years. Uh, for those of you that are listening that don't know, uh, Terry and his family are um, the driving force behind an annual event. Uh, that goes on here in the Texas Panhandle. Uh, and if you love golf, if you dabble in golf, if you like watching golf, if you even just think about golf, you need to know and probably have heard of uh, the Larry Wiley Memorial Golf Tournament. And um, it's, a, it's a wonderful event. I, I was asked several years ago, um, aside from my own events, what uh, my favorite event that the, our foundation does or is a part of, and without question, and I'll get into this later, but without question, I have to say, uh, and it's not because Terry's on our podcast today, it, but it, the, the, the golf tournament that your family does is actually one of my most favorite events that uh, the foundation is a part of. Um, this, uh, so this coming up year, this year uh, in 21 is the 19th year uh, that this golf tournament has been going on. And uh, I'm going to let Terry just kind of walk us through kind of the beginnings of this golf tournament and then uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about it. Well, in uh, 1998, my brother Larry and I were told, he was told, he went to his regular doctor 
and his doctor told him, said, you need to get over to Harrington Cancer Center. Of course, nobody ever wants to hear that. Right. So he asked me to go with him. You got you guys got to delete this stuff if I get emotional. Is that agreed? Okay. <laughs> That's agreed. Um, so we went, and the di- diagnosis was not good. He was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, and I think I was more upset about it than he was. So he had this ability to just think, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat cancer and live as long as I can. And I wondered that day, how did he come up and come out of that building, Harrington Cancer Center, so strong? Well, we probably made, I don't know how many trips back to Harrington Cancer Center for treatments over the years. And it started dawning on me what was going on. He would walk through that door of Harrington Cancer Center and the people would immediately say, Larry, how are you doing? So what happened when he walked out of that building the very first day is he thought and felt like he was surrounded by a family. And that's the way he was treated. So every time I took him in for treatments or whatever the case might have been, I'm like, these people, this is not normal. What these people are doing at Harrington Cancer Center, from the doctors down to the nurse, even the people that clean up the building were just bought into the fact of, yes, cancer is terrible. But if I can make this patient feel like he's got a chance to do something and live as long as he can, that's what every person that seems to be associated with you guys' company does. So uh, Larry had five long years after he was diagnosed in 1998. And... Throughout that whole time, he never gave up, and he loves the game of golf so much. I'm sure I've got some stories for you that hopefully we'll get into, but his love for golf just never wavered, and I don't know if we can associate golf with cancer, but I think we can associate golf with living. Yes. And that's how he came out of that building that very first day and said, I'm going to live. I'm going to live as long as I can, and he got the best treatment that money could buy and felt like he wasn't sick. So the way golf kind of paralleled with that is um, he had to go in the hospital for some major treatment and he's sitting in the hospital and, you know, his love for golf never wavered. And he, I came in to visit and he goes, Terry, this place doesn't have the golf channel. And I'm like, uh, so I'm like, you're here for, you know, chemotherapy and you're here for a, a transplant. Why are we worried about the golf channel? He's like, I'm getting the golf channel in this hospital and I won't name the hospital, but it's the largest in Amarillo. And I'm like, there's no way he'll pull this off. So a couple, two or three days later, he goes, Hey, go to channel 44. The golf channel had been installed. <laughs> at this hospital. So I'll stop there and we'll get into more of it later. Uh, unless you want me to keep going. No, that's funny. I, I, well, I do have to ask, uh, just cause I'm curious. Um, who, who is better at golf? You or your brother? 
Oh, no doubt he was better. He was better. No doubt. Yeah, I could be beating him by two or three strokes going into the last couple of holes, and somehow he would chip in from the rough and go in the hole and beat me by one stroke. Um, during the middle of his five years that he battled cancer, we were able to make a almost a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And my dad, myself, and Larry, we all went to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, the golf mecca of the world, and played uh, some of the nicest courses there. And this is in the middle of his treatment, which, you know, these, you know, he'd have great months and bad months. And this month, it wasn't all that great, but we go to the TPC in Scottsdale. He shoots a 75, and I'm walking off the course thinking, am I ever going to beat this guy? He's <laughs> literally full of cancer, and he's yet he's beating me. So, yes, there is no doubt that he was the better golfer. No doubt about it. Wow. So I did beat him maybe once or twice out of 100, so I don't think that qualifies me for anything. <laughs> I will tell you one more little story as we're talking about it. Yes. Um, my dad came to visit while Larry was in the hospital with another one of his treatments, uh, getting excellent care and always just so happy in the hospital. You know, I, I was more depressed than he was, but he always just had this super, super attitude. So my dad comes to visit. Well, my dad comes to visit, one, because he wants to play golf with me. So I coached my dad up, and I said, Dad, you cannot go in Larry's hospital room and let him know that we're going to play golf. The man's fighting for his life. He goes, okay, okay, Terry, I got it. He goes, I, he won't even know we're playing golf. So dad comes up to his hospital room, and my dad is literally giddy. He's a 65-year-old man, and he's giddy. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, you've got to not be so antsy. He knows something's up. Finally, Larry says, uh, y'all are playing golf today, aren't you? And of course, I couldn't lie to him. And I said, yes, we are. He said, well, I'm going. Well, he's literally hooked up with an IV and all this other stuff coming out of his body. And I'm like, there is no way you can leave this hospital. You're on all this treatment. He goes, we're going, I'm going. So he gets his doctor. I won't name her name. <laughs> and she comes in the room. He pleads his case. Next thing I know, she's unhooking his IV and all of his other medical things and gives him literally a pass to leave the hospital. Wow. And says, Larry, you can go, but you cannot, cannot play golf. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am, he says. And I'm like, she doesn't know this guy. So <laughs> we head to the golf course. Of course, my dad's excited because now he's got his two sons and he's playing golf with them. So first hole, second hole, third hole, everything's fine. Fourth hole, Larry's like, give me a club. He ends up playing 14 holes out of 18. And we take him back to the hospital. The doctor hooks him back up on his IV and we go on. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's unheard of. It really and truly is. But wow. sounds like Larry um, your poker face than you and your dad. Say that one more time. Sounds like Larry had a better poker face than you and your dad. <laughs> yes, there is no doubt about that. He got a lot of things accomplished. No wow. doubt. In fact, one of his doctors um, was an avid golfer and would bring him souvenir golf balls from all the places he played around the world. That's unheard of. Yeah. You, you just don't hear about that patient doctor 
relationship like that. But uh, that's what he got from Harrington Cancer Center from day one. Wow. Well, Terry, I think our listeners probably maybe are picking up on this already, but tell us how uh, the idea for your uh, golf tournament to honor your brother, how did that come to be? That's a good question. Um, I guess towards the end, and we never knew it was the end because I'll, before I get to the actual start of why we did the golf tournament, I remember being in a room with the doctor. He called all the family in there. And this was a couple of years before Larry passed away. And the doctor said, looked at us and said, your brother is the sickest person in this hospital. I mean, that's huge. It's a large hospital. For a medical doctor to tell you that, it's pretty much telling you he's done. And so the doctor says he'll never walk out of this hospital. And I don't know why, but I looked at the doctor and I said, he will. And he did. And he lived two more years. So that just kind of built my strength. And man, he's just given me strength. And here he is fighting cancer and staying so positive about it. So a couple years later, uh, pretty much knew that his days were numbered and you know they say they don't know if uh if people on their last days can actually hear you so i'm sitting in the room thinking he's given me a lot of strength what can i do for him yeah So I whispered in his ear and I said, you know what? Something just hit me. Let's put a golf tournament on for you. Well, I haven't told too many people about that, but um, a tear came down his eye and the other eye. So I knew he heard me. So that's why we do it. So Pam, you're right. He got lemons, and we have tried to turn that into lemonade. And in the meantime, try to keep his strength in us. And what we've found out over the years, and we've put this tournament on year after year, is the people that have cancer themselves telling us what this means to them, that we're not giving up. So this cancer patient's telling us, I'm not going to give up seeing you guys do this. And I think I have in my notes that uh, I have 20 or 25 of the golfers that come out every year and they tell me this is the only time of year I ever play golf one time a year for our tournament. So it's kind of neat. And uh, um, we'll talk about the tournament here in a little bit, but that's why we started the tournament, you know, trying to see if, we could take the strength and positive attitude that he had and maybe touch one life out there. Yeah. Well, I know having been at the golf tournament um, four or five years myself um, and and helping and and being a part of it, um, there is no doubt you guys have accomplished that. I tell you, Um, you know, uh, 
being there, Pam, it, you have a very large family, um, and 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 maybe that's being an understatement, right? <laughs> Big understatement, yes. Yeah. No, well, let me tell you about Terry's family. Um, it's like a family reunion um, there, and and you know you've you've been a part of 24 hours you've kind of seen how we do and manage the chaos and and all of those things and i tell you it's as smooth as can be but it's entirely family run um i get the i get the pleasure of sitting on a hole and begging people for for money to buy a drive which is a, is so much fun um but watching his family just and the grandkids running around and uh and then terry leaves it off with his with his family to run it while he goes and plays and with his back, it's the it's the it's the best event in the world. It is <laughs> game of the year, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you're right, Terry. I I uh, I don't know all these folks, but I see a lot of the same folks every year that are a part of that and um, are there playing. And I and I get that sense too that they're they're not there because it's another golf tournament. They're there because of what you and your family do every year. Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, you know, that first year, I'm like, are we going to be able to pull this off? And I went and visited with all the vendors and some other people in the community that uh, Larry worked for United Grocery Store Company for a lot of years, went to them first, and they were 100% bought in and said, what can we do? We'll help you do whatever needs to be done. So they've literally cooked dinner for all the golfers every year. Uh, they've been a major sponsor and a lot of Larry's uh, ex-workers, buddies from around Texas, even Oklahoma, Kansas come in just for this tournament. So it's pretty neat. Uh, we also went to a lot of the local companies that we had associated with uh, and they all stepped up, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, Frito-Lay, all of them and said, yes, this is a great cause. We want, to, we want to do something. And one of the things about our golf tournament that the guys love is we have a lot of door prizes, and they're all just 100% vendor-supported. Uh, both my daughters are very attractive women, so somebody had an idea of sending them out in the community to get prizes. <laughs> and uh, Natalie, the oldest, uh, you can't tell her no. If you tell her no, she goes back the next day. If you tell her no again, she goes back the next day and pleads her case. And next thing you know, she's got a $100 gift card to a restaurant. Cassie, my youngest daughter, same thing. She, and she, Cassie maps it all out so she knows exactly which place she's going, how many miles it's going to take her, and how much she'll come back with. Now, my son, Coulter, he's like, yeah, you girls can handle that. He's not into that. But uh, it's been a it's been fun, and that very first year was kind of scary because we're like, what are we gonna what are we gonna get? But I think we ended up with 54, 55 teams that very first year, and it just grew, it grew. Um, in fact, the last four or five years, it gets a little tougher to sit down and say, you know, can we do this again? And then I'll get that one phone call, and I. I promise you, I think it's Larry touching one of his buddies or one of both of our buddies that calls me and says, what day's the golf tournament on? I'm marking it on my calendar. Me and my wife are planning a vacation. We're coming in from Oklahoma City and we're going to stay all week. 
And I'm like, uh-oh, we got to have this tournament. <laughs> That's right. That sounds so familiar, Ryan, doesn't it? It sure does. You know, I, I had those same fears when we first started 24 hours in the Canyon was like, my biggest fear was, is anybody even going to show up, you know? And then the exact same thing. I, I, I've told this story a thousand times. I, I distinctly remember uh, finishing up that first day of 20 or the, the, the first, the, the, when we finished the first event of 24 hours in the Canyon and somebody came up to me and said, Hey, when's this next year? And I was like, next year, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah that makes you you know it makes you want to do it it does what you guys have done with the 24 hours in the canyon is just huge makes you feel good yeah y'all are doing a great job with that well thank you terry it it's one of those things that uh it becomes a a, a labor of passion and love doesn't it it really does uh one of the other stories i was going to tell you is um since we started this We've had five grandkids born, uh, three of my own children graduate from college, uh, 10 great nephews or nieces born, and uh, my daughter had wrote me a note about eight years ago, and in it she talked about she hoped someday that her own kids could put a Larry Wiley Memorial Golf Tournament t-shirt on and run around the course. And that has happened. So that's, it's pretty neat. Uh, my niece that lives here in Amarillo, she tells me all the time that she was either pregnant or had a baby at 12 of the golf tournaments. And I'm like, well, that's way too many babies. <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely uh, the family has bought into this and using it as a family reunion. Uh, each year we do take a family picture and every year there's like four or five people that we're like, wait, how come he's in the picture? He's not family. <laughs> and so I've gone to those people, mainly guys. And I'm like, how did you get in the family picture? And all five of them have said, I thought I was family. <laughs> and we're like, you know what? <laughs> You'll be in the picture next year. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how that started, but it just continues to grow each and every year. So what a I guess we have about 50 or 60 family members that come in for the golf tournament and help coordinate it. Pretty special. What a beautiful way to honor your brother. Yeah, thank you. I think he knows. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, I would I would really uh, kick myself if I didn't share this and I, I I don't know if you know this. I know that um, there's a lot of, you know, numbers like, you know, teams and you're always constantly keeping up with stuff. And if someone were to ask me this question, I know I wouldn't know the answer. So I'm just going to go with this and, and, and tell our listeners that, you know, over 18 years of doing this tournament, um, the, the Larry Wiley Memorial Tournament has raised over $350,000 for cancer patients. Um, that's astounding. That is astounding. Yeah, that, that, that is outstanding. I, I did not know that true figure. Uh, I'll share that with the family and the volunteers. They'll be super, super excited. And we definitely have to make this next one even bigger and better as we hear those type of numbers, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, one of the things, too, Pam, that, that is so unique about uh, the golf tournament is um, every dollar that they raise goes to help 
cancer patients. It goes to into a patient assistance fund here at the foundation, and you know it it gets used to pay for uh, transportation. It gets used to pay for gas cards for someone to come in for treatment. It gets used to you know keep the electric bill on, keep the uh, the water flowing at the house uh, while someone's going through treatment. Um, we've talked often about how expensive we know cancer treatment is and. Um, it's nice to be able to, to assist those patients and, and families when they're going through that. That's amazing. What a, what an honor. Well, I think we should get Pam out to the golf tournament this year. Don't you, Ryan? I do. I do. You know, and I, I said earlier, <laughs> um, it's fun. I, everyone knows um, as you're listening and, 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 and probably would agree with this. I know Pam would. I love to talk. And, and it is really a lot of fun to sit on a golf hole at, at the tournament. And uh, I get to meet the folks as they come up and they're playing and, you know, ask them how they're hitting them and how they're, you know, how they're doing. And, and, and then I get to ask them for some money. And that's always fun too, because this is the easiest money sell in the world. Terry is saying, you know what? do you want to buy a drive? And they kind of look at you like, uh, and I go, Hey, no one has not bought a drive. So if you have <laughs> aspirations of winning, you better buy one. And right. And right. That's they awesome. All they all pony up. Yeah. That's awesome. Salesman too. Well, some might say that <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of fun with it, you know, uh, just like everybody there at the golf tournament. And I know that, um, uh, it takes, it takes a lot of work to put on a golf tournament. Some people think that's pretty easy, but it, it takes a lot of work to put on a golf tournament. It does. It's uh, months and months of planning, but it's, it seems to be fun planning, just like I'm sure the 24 hours in the Canyon, you get that phone call that we talked about, mm-hmm. or one of my own children will say, dad, what, what date is it? I, I need to know that date. I got to ask off for work. So when it first started out, I was like you, I wasn't sure how many teams we would have. So my dad was a avid golfer of his own. And I said, I said, dad, why don't you bring your own team? So he would drive all the way in from Lubbock. He was a police officer for 39 years. And so he brought all three of his police buddies. Well, they came for a good 10 or 12 years. So my dad's health, you know, faltered. So, but every year my dad would be, when do I get to play on your team? Well, we never did. So that was a regret I had because I needed his team to try to get my team numbers up because right. I knew the more people there, the more money we're going to raise. So when I first started out, uh, I just played with uh, some of my friends. Well, about in the middle of it, both my daughters got married same year. And my son got old enough where he became a pretty good golfer. Coulter played in high school, so he was a pretty good golfer. So now I'm thinking about winning. I never won my own tournament or Larry's tournament. So I'm like, well, if I get Coulter, I could get two more really good golfers. And both the son-in-laws are decent golfers, and they both ask me, can I be on your team? And I'm like, yes. Yes. So now for the last 10 years, I've had a son and two son-in-laws play on my team. And I can promise you all three of those guys look forward to it. And so do I, because people ask me all the time. They're like, how can you play when this is your tournament and you've got all this stuff to do? Well, one, I've got some really bright people 
in my family that can carry on while I'm out there golfing. So my answer to them is, how can I not play with my son and two son-in-laws? And I know that touches their heart and they pitch in. Uh, they let us have their children. And in fact, the pro at uh, Ross Rogers, Sherwin Cox, you know, he's been around forever and built that golf course to a tremendous entity that is, is, and George Priolo now has taken over. Well, about 10 years ago, as these kids started getting a little older, there's no place to put all these little babies and toddlers. So Sherwin literally gave us the entire lunchroom as a, almost like a daycare. And that's not something Sherwin Cox would normally do because he's pretty straight laced. But after that first year, he's like, I've never had so much fun. In fact, that man who I respect tremendously, he's, re he's been retired three or four years. Every year he's played in our tournament. He wants to come play in our tournament. In fact, he's made a very, very healthy donation to Harrington Cancer Center. So we know we touched his heart and that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Terry, um, did you ever, and I get, I get asked this question all the time. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think, uh, you know, when you started your golf tournament that you would, one, it would be this successful and two, that it would really kind of make this big of impact? No, not at all. You know, I, I actually going into it, uh, Larry just passed away in January and, you know, I wanted to do something that summer because I thought, you know, I don't want people to forget about Larry. And so I thought, you know, this summer will be on everybody's mind. And I actually went into it thinking, you know, this will be a one and done. You know, this is just kind of let the family all come and let all his friends come that may not have been able to come to his service or whatever the case might have been. So I really went into it thinking we would be one and done. But the community said, Otherwise, what time's it going to be next year? Can you do it in July? Because I'm off work. I'm a school teacher. I live in Fort Worth. So it's been a great deal. So I and have a great partnership with you guys. I have to ask, um, what day should I mark my calendar this year? That's a good question. <laughs> we usually do uh, mid-July, like right around that 8th, 9th, or 10th. Seems to be a, we stay away from July the 4th and we generally do it on a Wednesday afternoon because uh, Larry was in the grocery business and I'm still in the grocery business at Packsack. Uh, so Wednesday afternoon is kind of a good day for a lot of our people that help us take off. So yeah, as soon as I get that date, I will let you know. I promise. I will have to make it happen this year. Yes, yes, yes. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Cause it is like Ryan says, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. And what we've been able to do is mix in a whole lot of fun with sadness and at the end of the day, raise a lot of money. I remember one year, um, my youngest daughter, Cassie, had an idea of letting balloons go. And I guess every balloon or every color is a color of some type of cancer. Mm -hmm. So she did all her research. So we have a thousand balloons out there. And it was pretty special to see, to see about 240 grown men all stand up with a balloon and let it go. But what we'd asked them before that was grab a balloon, 
if somebody near or dear to you, family, friend, whatever, has been touched by cancer. Grab a balloon because we want to launch these before we start playing. I didn't count them, but what I could see looked like every individual stood up, had a balloon, and let them go. It, it was pretty special. It was a great idea on Cassie's part, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Terry, I know that that cancer has has run deep in your family, not only, you know, with, with Larry, um, but, uh, you know, your sister, I think your other sister, and I think you'd even mentioned that your mom um, had cancer. And so, um, you know, I think this is a great way as you guys have honored your, your brother, really to honor your family. Yes, I agree. Um, cancer doesn't discriminate. We know that for sure. And yes, our family's had its fair share. And I don't know how each one of my family members that we've lost has always just been so positive. And I think that's a big part in trying to battle cancer sure. is to try that try to find that positive, whether it's a love for golf, a passion for your family or whatever the case might be. But um, it definitely helps if you have a positive attitude and a great team support like you guys at Harrington Cancer Center, for sure. Ron, this sounds like uh, they've made one sweet glass of lemonade, huh? They sure have. <laughs> I tell you, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't wait till uh, the tournament this year. Um, and definitely, Terry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee you 100%. Pam will be there. Um, I'm going to make, make her sell those buy drives this year. <laughs> this year. And, uh, I don't think they can tell her no. Oh, they can't. <laughs> she they won't can. let them. They can't. They, you know, um, it's so much fun. And your family has been so generous and, and done so much for so many people. You know, um, it, it's a, it's truly a blessing that you'll never really totally understand. And I, I, I see that a lot, you know, um, with you guys, you're so generous of your time and energy and, and, and bringing your family in. And, um, it's just a wonderful thing that you guys have done. And, and I tell you, um, I know for a fact, um, your brother is very proud of you and, uh, carrying on his legacy. And, um, he probably laughs every time you shank one. Yes, I'm sure he does. <laughs> that is funny. I, I have to uh, say one more thing about my wife, Scarlett. Yes. Uh, she's kind of behind the scenes, but she does help tremendously. And she should get 100% credit for my three children turning out as good as they did. Because I think as I'm listening to myself talk, it sounds like they're getting all that from me, but no. You're mistaken. They're getting it all from her. So she's a big part of it. I wanted to just say that. And she is. I I see her out there as well, you know, yeah. running around and selling tickets and all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see her at, at the tournament coming up. And uh, I tell you, if you guys listening, if you own a set of golf clubs, you need to make it a point to be a part of this uh, tournament. It's one of those things too, Pam, I tell you, um, and Terry kind of hinted at this. Um, they're just there to have fun. The player, the, the players in the tournament, very rarely do I see them take it serious. You know, of course they want to win naturally, right? If there's more than one person playing, it's definitely a competition, but 
they're there to have fun and they're there for the right reason. And they're there to, to raise money for, for cancer patients. I agree. Well, I tell you, Terry, you know, uh, I, I think this, my next question is going to be a very uh, hard one for you to choose from, but you know, um, we are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia. And we always ask our guests at the very end of our show uh, to share with us a Pete's powerful moment. And I, if I had to guess, Pam, I bet Terry probably has a, a bag full of uh, powerful moments. It looks like he's flipping through some pages. <laughs> I, a powerful moment. I did touch on a lot of them. I did touch on a lot of them. And uh, funny how they do all relate to golf. But uh, I guess the one of the most special is Larry was in our lives quite a bit. Um, you know, he liked coming to our house. And I think one reason is because of the, you know, it, it felt like family and he always felt that warmth. Uh, he worked in Dalhart, uh, for a year or two. And there was a lot of times that he would get up in the morning and drive to work so he could stay at our house at night because he liked being out around our kids and, uh, they got a big kick out of him. In fact, uh, I guess the oldest, Natalie, or one of them couldn't say uncle, so they could say Unky. So that was his name for a lot of years. So I always loved that because he just embraced that. He couldn't wait to come to our house. And um, I think that's why my family gets so involved is because they can still feel him being here in his presence. And uh, I don't know if that's a wow factor, but uh, I loved it when the kids all screamed his name and so did he. And especially while he was battling cancer, you know, cause they never once asked him, how are you feeling? You know, how's it going with your treatments? He was just treated like Unky. Unky. And he loved that. So. It was the fun Unky, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he would get a kick out of the golf tournament today, no doubt about it. He would get a kick out of seeing Coulter play. And he met, he knew both my son-in-laws. He would get a kick out of watching them play and possibly playing with dad one last time before he left the earth. So it's good. So don't give up out there. We're here to help you. We're here for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terry, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Um, for sharing, uh, you know, a message of, of uh, uh, generosity, a message of really, you know, taking a, a, a terrible situation and really providing hope for a lot of people. Thank you for asking me to be here. I enjoyed every minute of it and we'll continue. Yeah, there, there you go. There this, this year to the golf tournament. That's right. Excuse me. I can't wait to get out there. Oh, yes. To the golf tournament. <laughs> we can't wait to have you. So you guys listening have heard it here. Uh, it will continue. Uh, this this year is the 19th year. Um, and gosh, uh, many more to come. Uh, so I tell you, if you have questions or, or how to get involved, we, we want to really uh, get you in the right place um, to sign up for this golf tournament and find out more information. Pam, how do they get a hold of us? 806-331-2400, or they can check us out on the internet, 24survivorship.org. 
That's right. That's right. You know, I know that many of our survivors that uh, uh, come to activities and programs at the center um, uh, have to play golf. And so maybe we just need to figure out a way, Pam, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe we need to figure out a way to get us a, a survivor team together. I'm sure they would enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That would be yeah. awesome. I think, I think that's going to be, uh, in fact, we're going to make that happen, Terry. We're going to get us a, a cancer survivor team together. Um, I'm going to find the best golfers known, <laughs> known to man that, that, that we can find. And uh, we're going we're gonna to put us a good, a good team together, I tell you. Um, like that'll, that. be, that'll be fun. So, you know, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I, you know, we always want to um, share hope. We always want to share great stories and uh, inspire you. And I hope that today's episode has done that. I know, Pam, it certainly has inspired me um, to be more involved. That's right. Absolutely. So speaking of being involved, Pam, what do our listeners need to do uh, to help us with our podcast? How about they like, subscribe, share with their friends, um, do all the buttons, as Ryan says. Yeah, hit them all. Hit them all. Hit all the buttons. Pass it on. Uh, share it. You, you know, anybody you know that plays golf, send it to them. Let them know about the, the Larry Memorial, Larry Wiley Memorial Golf Tournament. Um, and and uh, again, we want everybody to be involved. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll have another great show for you guys next week, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.